Hey, 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 one love. Welcome to another episode of Wonderful Wednesdays. So, before we get into our topic, let me give you my update. Today is um, June 29th. It's going to be my sister's birthday. So, big ups to my sister. We're going to get into that later. This is the fifth week of the month. So, this is the wild week, meaning there's going to be something different about this episode that is not like the rest of the month and the different thing is that the members the new members are going to be posted in the group this week and also y'all we have a guest so we're going to welcome author alonzo scott jr welcome to wonderful wednesdays mr alonzo scott Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So I met Mr. Alonzo at the um what was the Juneteenth celebration, right? Um I rolled up, he stole my table. Had to get my table back. <laughs> he didn't exactly steal it, but um I saw a book and I'm like, a fellow author, cool, but I did not expect, y'all, I didn't expect to see a children's book that is well written with a purpose. And I'm not saying other children's books don't have a purpose, but it's a lot I like about this one. <clears throat> so, and the name of his book, you guys, is Super Zoe and the Acorn Mission. Where can they find your book? It's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, English version and the Spanish version. See, I haven't even had my book translated in other languages yet. See, young man doing big things, y'all. Do, young man doing big things. So, it's A-L-O-N-Z-O-S-C-O-T-T-J-R. In case you're looking for the young man on Amazon, Alonzo Scott Jr., Superzo and the Acorn Mission. <clears throat> you guys got to support the young author. He's doing big things. So, what inspired you to be an author? Um, initially before I wrote the book there wasn't even a thought of me becoming an author I didn't realize I was an author until after I published it on Amazon and it said author Alonzo Scott Jr but when I, when I first got the thought I was seeing it in my head as a cartoon I could see the whole episode playing out so I just wrote down the episode and everything and I wrote down about six episodes the first day I figured it out and then from then I just said well let's Let's make it into a children's book because me trying to give my idea to an to an uh, to an animator, they're not gonna know exactly what I'm talking about when I'm saying things are supposed to look like this and that. So I wanted to make it visual, and I can make it visual by having a children's book and then go from the children's book to the cartoon. Hmm. Good point. Good point. I like that. So I'm sorry. I was saying, because um, you know, like right now, if I was to give that book to an animator, they they have something like very visual to, to take a look at, and they know exactly what I mean now. Right, that is true. That is true. So you don't think that they would have gotten this at all? They wouldn't have captured any of this prior to? Not exactly, because nobody really knows about chimneys for real. Like, oh, like, got you. It's, a, it's very distinct, like even the inside of the chimney what should that look like I still explain that to the children's uh, to the children's book illustrator really oh yeah. wow okay well that, that makes sense I got you I got you so you had a was it a difficult time getting your vision onto paper 
it just took a little time took but time. i was patient through like, the whole go. process that's good and that's important because you can't rush things and i had to learn that the hard way <laughs> i had to learn that the hard way sometimes you just gotta you know you gotta stick through it but I'm a strong believer that when you know specifically what you want, don't give up. No matter what you got to do to get your point across or get it how you want it, just make it happen. Sometimes it's a process that, you know, it might not be right the first time. You got to try again and again. Sometimes you just can hold off until the whole thing is done. But I just feel like you got to do what's best for you either way it go. So one of the main things I love about this book is that it's so positive. I love the fact that it's nature oriented. I love nature. That's why I said when I read it, I said, yo, he my soul brother. That's my little brother right here. Like it's very rare to come across people who actually admire nature. I love it. Like, and it's very few people who actually want to preserve it. And that's one thing that I love that this book spread the message of actually working with nature, not against it. I mean, he built him a house and everything. Listen, y'all, this y'all gotta read this book. It's a, it's a good book, and if you have children, it's something that will be a much better message compared to what you're gonna find on social media, TikTok, or even a lot of stuff that they watch. So, I recommend this book. Do you have any younger siblings or anything? Yeah, I have. I have two younger sisters and one younger brother, and I have an older sister. Oh, okay. So, did they have any inspiration on the book? Um, I mean, I, I haven't really asked how they feel about it, but they all came to my uh, my book signing and everything, so I'm pretty sure that they they get something positive from it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, in the process of you writing a book, like, were you ever thinking about, like, how, how old are they? Are they, like, young, young? Well, I have a, a younger sister. We're the same age right now until next month. My birthday is July 14th. Um, I'm 24. She's 24. I have oh. a 14-year-old brother, and I have a an 18-year-old sister. Oh, okay. Well, no, I'm thinking like 10, 7, 6. So, yeah, I was wondering if you kind of like, you know, was picturing what, what they would kind of, you know, inspiration for them. But, I, I okay, I got you. Yeah. They, they are older. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So in the back of your book, um, and then you mentioned that you have went to the Philippines and you, like, played basketball all around. So not only are you an author, you're an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, um, I played basketball throughout high school. I graduated in 2015. And from 2015, from 2015, 2016 to 2019, I was pursuing basketball, trying to play collegiate at the collegiate level, and things weren't going the exact way I wanted them to go. But what I had to do, I had to realize, like, that wasn't my path. I thought that basketball was the only thing that I had, but as the journey is going on now, obviously you can see that I can do a lot more than just, just play basketball. Exactly. Exactly. I love the fact that you're a young man that um, can look at it like that. Do you know how many times we see a path that we want to take or that seem like we should take or for whatever reason feel right to us? And when we get diverted, instead of going to the next side, we sit there, we ponder, we 
fret, we regret, we doubt, we blame, we <laughs> pity party. And we don't realize that the next door, the next thing, whatever else you're supposed to be doing, it would be so much greater than that one thing that you're soaking over, you know? And I feel like that's that's multifaceted, you know, but that's a great lesson. And for real, that's something that I'm working on in one area of my life. It's like, you know what? I, I've been praying this prayer since like the end of last year. I'm like, Lord, whatever you take away from me, I want to be okay. Whatever you give me, I don't want to push away. You know, like I don't want to hold on to none you're taking and I don't want to push away whatever you give me. I just want to be content, trusting that you know best. And that's pretty much what I get out of what you're saying. Like you pursued basketball, didn't work out, but you just went to the next thing. Cause you could have kept going or you could have got, like you said, things weren't going how you wanted. You could find yourself either pity partying, doing nothing, or still trying for something that's clearly not gonna work out and get nowhere and being angry. But I admire that you're a young man and you didn't do that. Yeah. I admire that. I, I just realized too, just like, um, like if I, even if I'm not playing on a specific team right now, I can still be getting better. So in the process of me doing all my other things, I still play basketball like every, every other day. Right. See, that's, I feel you. That's how I am with dance. Like, I love to dance. I never stopped dancing. I, I was in, like, different, growing up, different dance groups or whatever. I praise dance at church. But for me, it's something that is, like, so internal. I thought about at one point starting a dance class. I thought about doing a dance school. And I probably still do those things. But my life led me, you know, down other avenues first. So it was like... At one point, I didn't really get a chance to dance at all. Like, not even in my spare time. I didn't really have spare time. But as I got, you know, things got more on track, my goal was, I said, whenever my life is how I want to be is when I can join another dance class or either just have time to dance like I wanted. And now let's get into that, right? And it's interesting because that came after so many bumps and bruises and so many pains and strains you know <laughs> but you don't give up and i like i said when, when you said that um you still can improve your craft then that tell me right there that you still didn't give up because you can still do it even if it's not on the magnitude that you uh, ordinarily thought however you get around to it will be perfect you know how, how it's supposed to be but you can't you know you still don't give up on it completely no, I said, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not going to give up. All right, so let me ask you this. Your characters, right? Did you have a hard time naming them or did you just like first name came? It was just... Um, with Kevin the Squirrel, I think that was just a, a random type of thing. Okay. Um, Ryan, that's my little brother's name, so I just use him as a character. Aww, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ashley, that's in it. Ashley is basically like my best friend. She does everything for me. So I made sure that she's a character in the story. Right. Was Ashley the lady at the event? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I met Ashley a long time ago, around like 2016, and she's just been very helpful to me throughout the, the whole process. Very instrumental. That's what's up. Yeah. 
Big ups, Ashley. That's what's up. I feel like that's what we're supposed to do as people, as friends, as queens, as as African-Americans, all the way around. That's how we, we need more of that. You know, I feel like that's something that I would, I, I strongly encourage and I strongly promote and I big ups anybody that can help support anybody else, especially of our own. You know, I, I'm, I'm with that. She She's all right with me. She is all right with me. You got, we gotta have people like that. I got, I got several people that has been like very helpful to me. Uh, Malik that you met at the Juneteenth celebration. Yes. Yeah, yeah he gonna be Malik. here hopefully on next week. Yeah, he, he's really helpful. Like he helped me out of my, I met him when I was about fourteen. So did y'all meet at the governor's? Is that when you was at the governor's school, or did y'all just end up there together? It was at the governor's school. I was a freshman, and he was a sophomore, and we were on the same basketball team, but. Since then, I guess it's like when you're doing your journey, you're just gonna meet certain people, and mm-hmm. they're the people that's supposed to go along with you that's for a certain true. period of time. I, I know they're not here forever, but I just appreciate the time that I do have with them. You know, that's what's up. Listen, you are all right with me. Got a lot of wisdom for for a young man, because that's I think that's another important thing. We, a lot of us, and I know in my experiences, it took me a minute to kind of get to the point with being okay with understanding that everybody not here forever but i'll be real with you like i've never been the type of person that like hold on to people a whole lot but it seemed like for me as long as it's like so many people come and go that once somebody do seem like they're gonna stay it's like i'd be disappointed even though i know they're gonna leave i'm like darn it like i'm not like cool like i get it but <laughs> eventually it's like dang but at the end yeah. of the day, you gotta accept the fact that like your journey is your journey, and you gotta keep going. Whoever's supposed to be in it is who is gonna be there eventually. Like that's just how it's gonna pan out. Yeah, you gotta be eye with it. So you um, what's if you don't mind me asking, like, what's your spiritual background? Um, I'm not really religious I know I know who I am I, I'm, I'm figuring out myself and I've figured out a lot about myself in the past maybe three or four years I've always been aware of myself even when I was in elementary school middle school but as of right now I know that I have Christ consciousness in me I am a God you know I have God in me so I'm not looking at an external being for validation for pleasure or anything like that I'm not worshipping any kind of family figures you know interesting interesting um oh so <laughs> um I, I guess what I'm alright so you said that God is in you right you are God right Okay, so when you say he is in you and you are God, so that means that you acknowledge that there is an external though. Or am I or is that not correct? Well, the kingdom is with, is within you. So nothing is really external like everything that you are looking for, you already have inside of you. We just think that we have to go seek it elsewhere. They make it seem like you have to seek it elsewhere, but 
because in reality it's all within inside of you um is it really seeking though to to ignite I so say for instance that is first of all I gotta say this though that is absolutely true I don't disagree with what you said it is inside of you and in fact um one of my favorite Qurans to talk about that and to talk about how the seed has all the attributes within itself you no matter what you plant you know it the seed itself is what's going to grow it don't you know nothing else come from inside of it but at the same time that seed came from another plant and that seed came from another plant and that seed came from another plant you know what i mean so um for me and it's just my opinion i'm very opinionated got very opinionated right <laughs> but for me i feel like um and the reason i asked though first let me because when i look at your book right i see the way the way your book is written the way the storyline is the, the way that um your super strength and your abilities is used to help somebody else is not like he is a a worldly type of god and clearly your, your young man here your 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 character um super he got the characteristics of, of a god right so i see that in you don't get me wrong but um when your book is written to where everything flows together and it's positive to me i see the characteristics of the creator because when i look at nature and i look at everything that he put here including us we choose not to go along with it but if we followed our nature like of who we are as beings everything will work together it will benefit each other it will be positive and it would be beautiful don't mean that it wouldn't have hard times the same way kevin's little house got destroyed and then he was just trying to make a house for himself and then he ended up messing up the chimney well you know being in the chimney of another family so it's like you know crap trickle downhill that don't mean it won't happen in life but overall you made it work for everybody and everybody was helped in the end and I feel like that's how to create a work. That's what that's when we asked about the spiritual, you know, side of you, like the, the background of it, to see if you have one because I see it in your book. And to me, I feel like that just showcases that the creator is so multifaceted. And I think that we try to put him in a box and we can't do that. Some people feel like, well, God is only this, and you don't supposed to do that, but you don't supposed to do it. If you do it and you convicted, it's not for you. That don't mean that it um that don't mean it's not for me. And it don't mean that one is right and one's wrong, but it's just different. In my opinion. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I look at it like it's just one, it's God's creation. It's just one big story play. And God is using every individual person yeah. as a different personality of his play. And it's all going to flow in together towards the end. But That's right. it has to look a little bad in the beginning and it has to go through the rough times in order to actually see, like, oh, we have to go through this yep. to come to this level right here. That's right. That's growth. You know, my mom, before she passed, um, she said, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't quote her verbatim, but she was saying that um, in order for a seed to grow, it got to die first. I'm like, what do you mean die? She was like, well, you got to dig a hole and you got to put it in the dirt, right? Like it got to be in complete darkness. It's got to, it's got to be by itself. It's got to go down before it come up. And I'm like, huh. And I, you know, just like you just said, sometimes we gotta have these difficult times to produce something good and in the scripture it says that the silver and gold is passed through the furnace for refinement and that's like the refining moments and if you got if you i don't know if you have a garden before 
but sometimes you gotta or even if you had like just just plants and flowers and stuff you gotta prune them sometimes you gotta cut off some branches so that more can grow and we don't think about the fact that sometimes we got to have the the cutting off it don't pretty sure it don't feel good to the plant or the vegetation or whatever you're cutting it from but it's for its benefit the same way we have things that don't feel good to us but at the end of the day it's really for our benefit yeah, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, definitely agree on that. Um, last question. So, Ryan's mom. Why don't you say last question? Because I got a lot more. <laughs> um, was she a representation of anybody? She was a. Uh, as I as I created after I created the book, I realized that could have been a good representation of my mom. So it has the same teachers and everything is her so I look at her now like that's my mom and I just didn't include her name or anything but I think at some point uh, I'll be able to include my mom in a different way if she has her own little kid or something I don't know oh, okay that's what's up so have you thought about your next book or has it have you already written it or yeah my next book will be released next month maybe right before my birthday um, oh so okay seven. what's the name of it I haven't completed the title yet. The book is okay. already complete, um, but it's about a raccoon family and a chimney as well. And basically, um, I, I'm not going to spoil the whole story, but I'm going to just yeah, don't don't spoil the story. Just tell us how we can get it. <laughs> oh well, it's going to be on Amazon. It's going to be on Barnes and Noble as well. So. Okay, so we'll just search your name sometime next month, and um, I guess whatever you since. Matter of fact, do me a favor. When you figure out the name, text it to me and I'll post it in a group so that they can search for your book, like the title and the name. Okay, that's cool. And I'll, I'll be uh, making like a little announcement on my social media. All my, all my social media is just Alonzo Scott Jr. A-L-O-N-Z-O-S-C-O-T-T-J-R. Okay, and which social media do you have? Facebook? Um... Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm not really on Twitter right now. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to add you. Okay. Let me finish writing that real quick. Sometimes I can talk and write, and sometimes I can't if I'm thinking about what I'm writing, so I had to, <laughs> to get that real yeah. quick. Um, thank you so much. We are running down. We got a few more minutes left, though. Um, What would you say is your intended takeaway from from your book we need to help more instead of looking for someone to blame mm. we have to we have to really help each other mm. so say that one more time hold on just say that one more time for me repeat that <laughs> listen y'all what we need to do we're always looking for someone to blame we have to help each other instead of looking for someone to blame and we have to stop complaining about the circumstances that's already going on. Like, we know that something isn't right. Let's just figure out the solution instead of keep focusing on the problem. Mm. As soon so as Kevin brother. told me that he had his home chopped down and everything, we could have been sat there and been mad at the lumberjacks and whoever cut the house down, but we just said, I just said, no, let's, let's just get you a new home. So Exactly. Exactly. You know, I that was one of the first thing I noticed was when you went to because when I was reading, I'm thinking you're gonna go up there and just like 
clear it out, you know. <laughs> but you actually asked why he was there. And I was like, oh, okay. Because you're like, look, wouldn't you rather be out in the trees? And he's like, yeah, man, I would. But I, I had to come here to find some safety. So it's like, no, never at all did Subazo point the blame. You know, it's like, he won't ever, like, he said, let me find a problem. And that was the other thing. That's, that was when I was like, yo, definitely my soul brother. When you said, I love solving problems and I like to help. I was like, yo, <laughs> that's what's up. That is, that's what's up. That's me all the way. So I feel you. Love to solve problems, love to help. And, and again, the key is to not throw the blame. I understand that is you get frustrated and it ain't right, but throwing the blame don't help. Like, what are we going to do to fix it? We can talk about it all day, but like, what are we going to do to fix it? definitely the message we need and look though as i look at the younger generation i'm highly impressed i'm highly 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 impressed so i feel like at this point we are on a turning block it still look ugly don't get me wrong things ain't gonna change overnight but people like you people like some other young young people that i've encountered and even younger like when i look at my son he's 12 and he's like more so like the character Subazo than a lot of other and I've encountered some other kids like that and I'm like okay so I feel like this is where the scripture says that God was going to raise his people up draw them back together and raise them up I'm like this I feel like this is the beginning stages so ain't no point of really being mad and angry at what we're going through because now's the time to put that energy into a solution because we can actually get one now we don't think the same like we used to like when I was growing up society is different in a lot of ways but a lot of kids are different too and i feel like that we moving to what a generation that's gonna actually make a difference so the more positive information we feed them they actually willing to take it the more we steering them away from the distractions and the foolishness they're actually you know willing to take it now and i think that's beautiful like it excites me <laughs> i used to be so frustrated when i look at everything because i used to be like yo why are we so stupid to keep following the same patterns that used to frustrate me especially when i look at my age group and the people older than me and i'm like why are we doing that and you can't really talk to them because those are the people that'll tell you well it was done to me or you can't save everybody but that ain't the goal to save everybody the goal is to save one and that one maybe save two and that two we got to start somewhere we can't hop to the end without crawling. We coming from the bottom for real. <laughs> like what we expect, we got to get there. And I feel like when you had that mindset, you give up on the next generation just because you don't see it happening. But it is happening, you know? That's why I get excited. And when I met you and your friend, I was like, oh, I want you on the podcast <laughs> because I feel like it's so positive and it's such a, a blessing to be able to actually have the physical proof of what I've been saying for a minute. Like I knew it. <laughs> That's right. what's up. And I'm super excited to have um what's your friend name again? I'm uh, uh Malik. Yeah Malik. I'm horrible with names. we're we gonna see what he's working on um next weekend and go from there. Hopefully like I say your next book or whatever your next thing I would love to have you back if you had time. I know you're gonna both you know got things to do. I know you're gonna be a Busy man. <laughs> we can do it again. That's what's up. Sure. Um, before we go, I gotta touch on this. Uh-huh. 
His mission with his books is to inspire everyone to become the best version of themselves. That right there. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, okay, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, yeah. When you become the best version of yourself, what can hold you back? Like, what can't you do? And no matter how old you are, and this is why I love about this book, that is something that we should never stop striving for. I was just telling my friend that today before he left, I was like, he asked about my ladders. Cause we was talking about, I, I used to want to be a model and I've done it before. I like the photo shoots, it was fun, but I'm like, this is not really what I want to do. He's like, that's not the ladder you want to climb. I'm like, no. He says, so what ladder do you want to climb? I'm like, first my spiritual ladder, then my parenting ladder, my career ladder. And that's that's the Shalina ladder. I'm going to be the best version that I can be all the way around. Like, I'm not going to stay with my, you know, weaknesses being what they are without trying to work on being a better person, you know? And we all got them. And it shouldn't be a problem with acknowledging them. We just got to strive to be better. Every, if everybody's being better, then we don't have time to point at your flaws. <laughs> I'm working on fixing mine. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so we're down to our very last minute. I enjoy talking to you, Mr. Mr. I'm going to call you my little brother, man. We got too much in common. <laughs> my soul brother. Um, hmm? So we are the same person. I agree. I agree. So please, please, please take this time. If you listen to this right now, get on Amazon. Look up Super Zoe and the Acorn Mission by Alonzo Scott Jr. You will truly be blessed. Let's support the young brother. He even signed mine, y'all. I got an autograph copy. <laughs> um, And let me know about your next book signing. So... I can spread the word. I definitely will. I appreciate you. This was a cool conversation. Likewise. Great day, beautiful people. Hey, 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 one love. So, we back. Mr. Zoe was um holding out on some... <laughs> some um, very valuable information. So brother got a podcast. I was supposed to talk talk about the chimney business when he get there, but he was also holding out on his clothing line. So we're going to need him to do some explaining. Yeah. So what do we want to start first? Podcast, please. Podcast. Okay. So I started my podcast. Maybe uh, I just started last week. It's on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon. And it's, the name of it is Deep Thinking with Zoe. And I post weekly on that right there. Deep Thinking with Zoe. So, do you post it to any of your social media? Yeah, so like anytime I make a new podcast, I post it to my Instagram and my Facebook. And I make like a visual video that, go, that goes with it. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to, sh- when I get it, y'all, I'm going to share it in a group. So, that's what's up. I can't wait to listen to it. Oh, I can't wait because more than likely, it, that's it's gonna be some stuff that's gonna trigger some more thoughts, and I'm gonna be like, "Y'all listen." <laughs> right. All right, let's get into the chimney business. Yeah. So I I started doing chimney work when I was about 14. Uh, I met this my friend at school. His dad owned a chimney company, and 
I started working with them seasonally. I started figuring out the business and everything. I started doing everything that the boss would do at a young age. So I figured the game out very quickly. Once I came back from the Philippines in 2019, I realized uh, with COVID about to happen in 2020, that basketball wasn't going to be a reliable source of income. So I needed to do something I was already good at. So I started my chimney business and I, wrote, I made a checklist of everything that I needed to have for my business. And I bought everything. I started my, I started my business up and I did that. I started that November 2020. And it's been running ever since. And five star on Google. And we're doing oh, better business bill. So. Six hundred and fifty customers in negative four. Whoop whoop! Oh, what's the name of your chimney business? Swept from above chimney services. Swept from above. Oh, see, that sounds like um, swept from above chimney services. Mm-hmm. All right. See that that sounds like I like that name because. It sounds like it gives reference to the creator. I love that. I don't know if you're doing that for you, but that's what it sounds like for me. It's what from above. <laughs> um, you just interpret different ways. The way you just said it, that's a, that's a whole different way of thinking for me. And I'm like, okay, that's I like that though. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I thought, because like the name of my business um, is Heavenly Hands, and that's to give reference to the creator. I feel like my hands are heavenly and they came from him. So it's like everything that I do, I got to... Cause I know that if it weren't for him, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be me. Cause he made me. So it's like I, I believe in giving honor and glory. So when I, when I see your name, that's how I see swept from above. Cause I feel like it go beyond, and it just you know trickles down. So I'm gonna have to look your um. So what do you do actually? Like what type of chimney services for anybody that needed chimney service? What, what would be the people that call you? So, um, if you need your chimney swept, well, you need your chimney swept regularly once a year if you're going to use it, if you're using it uh, during the winter. So, I sweep chimneys, I inspect them, I repair them, I install liners, I I take care of the whole entire chimney. I don't build the chimney from the ground up, though. Okay, you maintain the chimney. So, this for people with fireplaces? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I didn't even know that um, you have, I never had a fireplace before, but that's probably why. But yeah, that's news to me. I didn't know that that's a whole business maintaining a fireplace. Yeah, it's a big business. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so are you reasonably priced? Yeah, I'm probably the, the most affordable company in the area. Woo, woo! That's not I do great work, though. It's not just like, it's not, a, it's not a cheap service at all. You know, it's just really great work, and it's very affordable for everyone. Good. That's what I'm talking about. See, I'm big on that too. Real big on that. Quality service at, at reasonable prices. That is a good, good daggone um, business model. I don't care what nobody say. You don't got to beat people over the head. Because when you're good, they're going to come back for you. You, you. you know, you value your work and you put it at a price that you are worth. But to go and be greedy and extra, extra, I feel like that's, that's the horrible thing and what goes around comes around and I don't feel like it's going to be longevity in that but you like I said man you on the way now clothing line 
Yeah, so um, all of the Superzo products are on the website, iloveSuperzo.com. And that's where you can get your shirts, socks, hoodies. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of different things up there. So I can't even name all the things up there right now, but it's a lot of things. I love superzo.com. That's all spelled out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's what's up. I'm gonna have to get me. I want some socks. I'm gonna go get me some socks. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm about to. Um, nope, I ain't gonna do it just yet. Cause then I get lost looking at your website and wouldn't even be recording no more. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that. But you might be like, man, that, that's cool, you know? Yeah. That's what's up. It's interesting. I right, so. I had this um, working on the clothing line. It's called Sabri Smalls, right? Now, I'm not fashionable, so to speak. I just like things my way. And when it comes to clothes, I never see anything on the rack that I'm like, hey, I want that whole outfit. It's normally like, that's cute, but I would do this. I would do this. I like to alter my clothes. And I believe that a female properly dressed is a female covered, right? That don't mean you can't look attractive or still be sexy, but... To be vogue, like provocative, I don't believe that's how we're supposed to carry ourselves. So I wanted this um, clothing line where it showcased attractive, nice clothes that are not revealing at the same time. Yeah. And I've been um, working on that, but it's such a long process for me because. <laughs> In between running this business, homeschooling, keeping up with the podcast, typing up my book, writing unusual, I still got my family that I, you know, do things for and got to get up with. And my little man is very active in a church that he attends. So one person, it, it, it don't, you know, but I've learned to work things out kind of like a calendar. And this is what I learned about that. Cause I was like, well, how am I supposed to do everything? I don't understand that some things I'm never going to get done, but we have winter summer spring and fall all at a time they don't happen all at the same time but they have their time so it's like okay it's gonna be a time for this and a time for that and a time for this and a time for that then you're gonna go back work on this work on that and just build them up that way so i haven't gotten to the season where i can really sew like i want or like alter my clothes like i want or buy the products like i want but i'm gonna get there and your clothing line is an encouragement to me because it's like, oh, don't forget that. And I'm like, yeah, yo, I can do it. <laughs> yeah. So this, I appreciate it. This is the time you just use your imagination. You figure out what you, uh, how you want to set it up. And then when the time does come, it's, it's more flow-based. You already have an idea. It's not like you're rushing at that point. Exactly. See, I got um, a lot of ideas, a whole lot of them. And I even thought about just getting one of my friends because she got a she got a clothing line. Like, she, she, well, she made clothes. And I'm like, well, if I don't have time to actually sew it myself, maybe I'll outsource. You know, I can draw up the, the idea, the picture or whatever I want done, and I can just help grow her business. You know, let it get done that way pay her and let other people hey look if you need this done this Siobhan do this she do that luxury stitch luxury stitch black business boost we've done her y'all luxury stitch get at her and I feel like that's how we got to do though you know sometimes if that's what need be because if I come up and then you come up and then you come up and we we networking together that's what it's about working together yeah, yeah that's definitely what it's about we, we need more of that right there I agree. Yeah. I agree. 
But we getting there though. We getting there. First, we gotta change the narrative. We gotta change our thoughts. We gotta be positive. We gotta know that we don't gotta work against each other, and then we can start networking. Cause you know one thing I found in trying to pull people together with the mindset of with the crabs in a barrel, you know, that's not a that's not a good look for us. I'm like that's not who we are. Like no, <laughs> we're back up a little. We ain't there yet. We're back up a little bit. And one of my friends when we were talking about the the crab in a barrel mindset. One time she said, she was like, you know, but the crabs don't belong in the barrel anyway. And I'm like, that's true. Because in their natural habitat, they don't pull each other down. They don't have to do that. Yeah, they got put in the barrel. Again, just like you said earlier, though, how long we're going to be mad at the situation and, you know, pointing fingers and the blame and talking about it? Yeah, they're in the barrel. But we got to climb out it. And we can't climb out about pulling each other down. So it's like the mindset still got to change first, in my opinion. And that's why I like the book so much. And the fact that you actually have a deep, you know, intention behind it because it's all there. Yeah. I I never thought about it uh, like that. She said uh, the crabs aren't supposed to be in the world anyway. That's a a different way of thinking right now. It is. It is. I was like, yeah, that's true. Like it, it had me for a minute. I'm like, that's, that's right. They not supposed to be in a barrel. They that ain't that ain't how they live. But look again, that's just like um Kevin. He ain't supposed to be in the chimney. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to be there, but he was just trying to make the best of what he had. And the crabs in the barrel, they they don't supposed to be there, but yeah, they got put there. But how they gonna get out? You know what I mean? That's that's the thing. Like you told Kevin, like, okay, we're gonna fix this problem. And that's that gotta be the mindset. We're gonna fix the problem. If first thing, if what we gotta do first is have a positive mindset so that we can look at the problem and not keep running in fear, you know, work on the solution instead of pointing fingers, we can we can fix that. And just like Kevin, we can have us a nice luxury house for us and our neighborhood because i look when i was reading the story i said i bet you kevin let all his friends come live in his house <laughs> yeah. and, that, and that's how you gotta do it i feel like um well, like you said we're getting better at it as a, as, a, uh, as our culture we have to pull each other up more because everybody else does it um, exactly there's some people that i've met they their family helps them out a lot you know what i'm saying they, they give each other money and they pull each other up instead of us on the other hand i'm not gonna say us but you know what i mean the old us there you, you know, go so, yeah we would think like oh we have to get up here and then we can help everybody in the after in the end but in order to get up here you have to have mm-hmm. people that's building you up to get you at that level exactly and they're, getting, they're pulling you up that's right and when you get up there you reach back and pull them up but you know another another thing that I feel like this is systemic. I do agree. I, I feel like it's, it's systemic, but we don't got to keep falling for it. You know what I mean? But it's often encouraged. You know the mindset of you got to be the better, you got to be the best, and you can't tell anybody where you got yours from. You can't help nobody along the way because you got to be at the top. And if you ain't at the top, then it's a problem. But how you gonna be at the top if we all supposed to be coming together? When you take one step and everybody around you take one step, nobody's at the top. We just all on a higher level together, you know, level together. And I think that unlike 
mainstream media and a lot of songs and you know a lot of this encourages everybody want to be that one at the top with no mindset at all to pull up the next because if you pull them all up then you can't stand out but it's like you are already great in who you are there will never be another you you don't have to be on top of people to stand out just stand where you are you stand in a crowd and stand out you know what i mean as long as you being you because there's only one you and like once you're successful if you can help other successful, become more successful more successful yep that is true more successful I definitely agree with that alright so we couldn't wait to have Mr. Zoe back on we had to get into these (laughs) these other businesses so thank you so much for taking time to chat with us y'all please support the brother I love superzoe.com his social media is Alonzo Scott Jr. His book is on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Barnes and Nobles, Superzo and the Acorn Mission by Alonzo Scott Jr. Y'all support your brother. Big up, see your brother, clap him up. Even if you listen, when, when, when you listen to this, clap him up. I don't care what time of day or night it is. Young man doing big things. All right, brother Zo, thank you so much for joining us, man. This has been fun. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate and look and you told me too you and um i'm horrible with names my other little brother malik <laughs> my <Yeah>. other little brother <laughs> oh y'all said that when y'all get up there i can say i had you on here first so woo woo. <laughs> you heard it here first folk <laughs> i appreciate you and we'll do this again absolutely Signing off again, for real this time. Great day, beautiful people.